All right, everybody, welcome back. We got a special interview here with my guy Patrick Drought from uh, Team Chicago over there. Pat, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, doing pretty well, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to you know talk some baseball with you. Talk some uh, some other big news, some good things going on here. Um, let's kind of kick it off here. So you're the head coach over at uh, Team Chicago. Um, you know, kind of talk about your role in baseball here. Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, we've been out of Chicago for uh, the last three years. Um, unfortunately, we've been changing names as we've kind of gone um, gone through the process. We started out as the Minoso Travelers out of Horner Park. Uh, they also had a uh, major team that was two years older uh, than us. Um, unfortunately, things disbanded uh, during COVID. So we ended up actually just going independent last year as uh, Chicago High Heat. And uh, kind of moved through, uh, moved through the country, playing some pretty, uh, pretty good baseball at the major level. Um, and then uh, at the end of this year, uh, this last season, we actually ended up uh, merging, uh, picking up a few players, and uh, you know, kind of meeting in the middle. Uh, since our since our club was only one year old, we said, all right, let's uh, let's mash it up and uh, call it Team Chicago. So that's kind of. Where we landed today, and uh, looking forward to another another tough season with uh, some uh, tough tournaments in front of us. Yeah, I love it. I, you know, and you know, so I definitely want to talk some more baseball with you. I, lo I love love what you guys do with your program. Love the team you got and everything. But uh, you know, I, I I had to get you on because you got a brand new project coming out, and uh, I got a sneak peek at it. I'm excited for it. It's 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 awesome. It's it's ex great for the game great for the kids great for baseball and uh you know so I, you know we'll get back to the baseball talk here but you know I, let's talk about this new project you're rolling out here for the travel baseball world and everything let us know what it is right now this is it this is the grand release here what do you what do you yeah. got for us here yeah drum roll um <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh very nice so um we're coming out with this project called beastment um and it is a NFT for elite youth athletes. And of course, there's no other place uh, that I'm going to start than uh, inside of uh, the baseball community, uh, which is my passion and my love. And so for a lot of people um, that don't know what an NFT is, um, an NFT is a non-fungible token. Uh, you may have heard of NBA Top Shot. Um, uh, NHLs come out with them, the NFL, NBA. Um, and then you see other things in the form of art, like uh, crypto punks and uh, things of that nature. So people hear NFTs, they hear the blockchain, and it sounds really scary and all. Uh, but really, it is a digital record uh, that stores forever on the blockchain. And it's verifiable information that allows us to bring together all of this fragmented data um, stats, you know, everything that's living in Game Changer, everything that's living over at Perfect Game, and allows us to centralize it and attach it to a specific player so that as they grow older, they continue to um, display this uh, their, their baseball accolades and, uh, more importantly, the things that scouts and coaches like to look for, uh, such as like exit velocity, uh, you know, throwing velocity, uh, uh, speed times, uh, and things of that nature, and these cards are, um, are are special because you're living inside the digital uh, metaverse, which is basically the Web 3.0 that we're moving towards. And these cards are special because you can now have video footage. So now a kid from Idaho uh, that uh, showcases or has a amazing um, has an amazing arm or amazing bat can now be seen by that coach in Florida or by that scout in Tennessee. So um, what my goal is, is centralizing a fragmented uh, space and being able to have all of these youth, youth athletes that are elite be seen by everybody throughout the country. So it's, it, it's a really long roadmap, but it's, uh, it's something that uh, my partners and I and our design studios have been really working hard at for like the last nine months. 
Yeah, I love it, man. It's 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 so cool. You know, you talk about Top Shot and everything. I've been in the Top Shot game for a little bit. Um, I, I got some NFTs and everything, and you know, still learning and everything. And I, I think it's the future, and a lot of people think that too. Now you're bringing it to the kids, and and you know, starting to teach them about the future too. So um, obviously, baseball is a big portion of it, but we're also talking about like the future of these kids here and learning different things here. Um, so that to me is exciting. And then you talk about the stats and everything, and and. I think you nailed it. Verified stats, right? I mean, how important is that? Uh, it's not, oh, my kid throws 90. Uh, my kid throws 85. Uh, yeah, he threw it once and someone saw it. I swear to God, I promise you, right? It's, it's <laughs> getting this actual take and everything. And, um, you know, so that's that's awesome. I, I think that's the coolest part about it. Um, you know, so, you know, how what made you do this? Like, like give me kind of the rundown of like, did it just, you're sitting there one day and you're collecting your top shots and you're like, I should do this or what did it come about? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm active in the tech space, um, inside of my, uh, normal nine to five. I'm, you know, very, uh, ingrained inside of emerging, uh, technologies. Uh, so I kind of always have, uh, my ear to the ground. And when these NFTs were coming out, you know, they definitely caught my eye, but I, I, I've never been heavy into crypto, um, unfortunately. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when's that bubble going to burst? And it right. just never did. Right. And, you know, I, I thought it was expensive at 2000 and now it's sitting at 50,000. So what do I know? Um, but, um, <laughs> You know, I saw, once I saw the NBA jump on and I was like, wait a second, let me really wrap my head around this because a lot of people are like, um, I don't get it. It's just a highlight. I can go onto YouTube and watch that highlight for free. But what they're not understanding is that you are taking ownership of that highlight. So the NBA may only release, um, you know, a series of 100 of this LeBron James stealing it and going down for um, for a dunk. There's only a hundred of those and you own that. And the idea behind it is that like a trading card from a rookie Mick, Mick, Mickey Mantle or from a uh, you know Ken Griffey rookie card that they're gonna gradually go up in value because they are limited in series. So, so that's kind of the basis behind sport NFTs. Um, but the the reason that I wanted to get into it is the other side of NFTs, not necessarily, oh, I'm going to have this card and it's going to go up to a gazillion dollars. It's um, the utility. And that's kind of something I touched on earlier with you is that I want people to be able to possess these cards and actually have real world applications. So whether that real world application is a a drawing or a sweepstakes for, you know, a new Marucci or um, whether it's uh, discounted gate fees or whether it's free access to a showcase or um, special events or a VIP tent at a tournament. Um, those are, you know, things that, you know, just kind of come with being inside the community. But what I really want to focus on is player development and watching these kids grow. Um, and as they hit certain age groups, we're able to put them inside of buckets, whether um, it be elite for a 10 year old, you know, six, six, oh, we were just talking a little bit before the show got started, you know, over 60 for a 10 year old is, is pretty special, but you know, over 60 for a 13 year old isn't necessarily. So um, being able to organize all of these youth players and then being able to identify the key metrics and make sure that they're trending in that elite status so that scouts and eyes can get on these uh, kids that are special throughout the country. No, that's, that's awesome. You know, I, it's such a unique little thing that you're kind of creating here and, and everything, you know, I guess, what's your vision on this? Where, where do you vision this, this product going? You know, how, obviously you believe in the product, otherwise you wouldn't be doing it and, and spending your very probably limited free time doing it. So, you know, what's, What's your vision for it? How far do you think this can go? Yeah, I, you know, personally, I think the whole metaverse, the sky's the limit. And, uh, you know, allowing more creative minds uh, inside of the space that um, allow new application, new utility, things that I haven't thought of necessarily. Uh, but right now, you know, we're really going to start at the grassroots level where, you know, we want to get these in the hands of as uh, as many kids as possible. But 
at first I really want to make it fun for the kids. And um, once you take a look and see exactly what this product is, is you get your what we call an OG card. And uh, this OG card basically allows you access to the game. So now you're on the blockchain and we have your basic information like your hometown, your number, your nickname, um, et cetera. But now we're moving into the next stage where if you go into a tournament and you strike out more than eight kids, you can earn a Kid K card. And that's going to be a limited edition card because, as we know, you know, striking out eight, especially as you get older, is pretty uh, is pretty special. Or a uh, moonshot card. Everybody wants to remember that first moment that they uh, uh, hit a home run over a fence. Now we can actually store that and hold that memory on the blockchain forever, and the parents can hold on to that. And you know, when you talk about where this thing can go. Um, I guess in the in the grand scheme of things, uh, what if these cards were available, uh, these digital cards were available, or these NFTs were available when Mike Trout was 10 years old, and uh, Mike Trout's father had uh, Mike's first actual verified uh, NFT or baseball card, and then uh, you know now the you know people will release limited edition. Uh, rookie cards that end up going up to $480,000. Now imagine if there's just one single Mike Trout card and his father owns that. And, you know, it's it's hard to envision that all the way down, but we have to realize that, that at the level that, you know, our teams are playing at, the kids that we're playing against, um, the kids that we're playing with, there's going to be some kids that end up in the major leagues. And, you know, I think perfect game uh, down south has just a ridiculous number. I wish I could pull it off, uh, off, off the top of my head, um, but I think they had something like even 22 players that were playing inside the World Series alone uh, this year that had played in perfect game tournaments. So these these kids that we're playing with right now, th- these are going to be, uh, you know, the future Major League Baseball stars, and this is an opportunity, uh, you know, for their parents to have that really special moment, whether it be their first home run, whether it be a dominant pitching performance, or whether it just be their original card. Yeah, that's that's awesome. You know, I, I can speak as a parent that their, you know, cell phones alone has changed how we kind of view and and record and Facebook and, and all that kind of stuff. But to have, as a parent, my son's dominant pitching performance or anything like that i i go on facebook all the time and look at my memories from from five six years ago and and see my kids as they were babies and and stuff like that so to have that type of type of aspect introduced into the baseball world and and have these cards that that can happen as a parent i'm appreciative towards something like that and i know my 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 kid and any other kid is going to just – it might make them work a little bit harder to get one of those cards. And it might have never been, really been the goal to do that, but it's just a really cool concept that, that you created here. Yeah, well, thank you, Andrew. And and that goes uh, – you know, just what you're describing right there, that's that fragmentation that I'm talking about. You have your son's information, and it's living on a Facebook page – you know, three years ago that you got to go, go searching for, um, your wife may have it on her Instagram page. You have a game changer where you got to go through and look through all of his games. Oh, I remember that game, uh, you know, where he had, uh, where he went four for four with a home run. Like it's, it's all over the place. This allows it to bring it into that one location and just live there as that centralized and verified, uh, place, for your uh, son or daughter's, uh, you know, special moments. Yeah, I, th- I, that, I think that's the coolest part, you know, to me. And I didn't really realize it until you kind of just said that. But with one click of the button, and, and like Andrew, I love Facebook memories too and going to see, um, you know, what my kid did at this turn and everything like that. But uh, being able to pull something up just by one click of the button is just, it's, it's awesome. It's really cool, and that's kind of the future, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. And if we're trying to make it as simple as possible because, you know, I, 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 for one, like I said, in the beginning of this, I'm not in the crypto. I don't, I, I don't have virtual currency. So um, actually the way that we're uh, creating this is all living outside of um, 
outside of that digital currency space. And so it's just as easy as a uh, Apple Pay, uh, PayPal, or, you know, your credit card, because we do realize that, you know, there's thousands of players, but maybe only, you know, 10% of the parents are actually into that space currently. So we're trying to make it super streamlined, centralized. And, you know, from there, uh, the sky's the limit from sucking as much of the real world activity and bringing it into the metaverse and then organizing it uh, so that people can take it in uh, efficiently and, and, and learn from it. And then also work towards those goals, like you mentioned, Andrew, is, you know, we want kids that are going to sit there and say, you know, oh, man, you know, you know, Tommy's got that uh, that kid K card. You know, I'm, I'm you know, I got to go uh, work a little bit harder this week. You know, I know that I'm going to be pitching on uh, on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. I, I love it. I, I'm a big supporter of it. I love what you're doing here. And uh, like I said, I got a sneak peek at it, and it blew me away. And you know, I you know, I know you, Patrick, and you're a good dude, and you, you believe in everything, and you're strong on it. And uh, I put. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't even imagine it to look as cool as it did and everything. You know, no matter who you are, uh, Bill Gates could have told me, hey, I'm building this. And I'm like, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but it is <laughs> awesome. I, and I, I truly, you know, mean that. It's, it's really cool. Um, it, it, it's a special special thing you got going here. So I'm a full believer in it. I'm promoting this and everything. And it, like I said, I, I fully believe in this. And I think it's awesome. And the kids are going to love it. Um, you know, talk about where we could find it and everything, what you got going on. Um, you know, where do, where do we go about, um, you know, taking a look at this stuff? Yeah, so we're going to be on all social media, you know, under Beastmint. Uh, we are at Beastmint.com, uh, B-E-A-S-T-M-I-N-T.com. Uh, there you'll be able to find uh, loads of information. We want to educate um, the parents and the athletes on how the process goes and what it is exactly uh, that they are purchasing and uh, really understand and utilize uh, the technology um, as far as they can take it. And, you know, hopefully um, sooner than later, we will be, uh, you know, touring the Midwest with showcases to really start to bring in that verified uh, data and really start to get these kids' metrics uh, uh, stored and logged correctly. Oh, yes. you nailed it. And Yeah, you nailed it. Midwest yeah. Baseball Ring's going to be having some showcases soon. Uh, we're going to be teaming up with Patrick and his team and, uh, you know, excited to, you know, get some combos here and get these uh, cards going, getting the NFTs going while we're grabbing your stats, filming some videos and everything. Uh, so, you yeah. know, we'll have, we'll have that news coming soon. Uh, had to break it to him here, Patrick. I know we've been working on it here a little bit, but uh, big things coming when it comes to this. And, uh, you know, again, I think this is an awesome idea. Uh, it is it it's it's super cool and and all right so let's let's jump into some baseball talk here let's let's talk about you know your your love for coaching what got you into coaching you know let's 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 talk about that a little bit i mean the cards are cool and stuff and i'm i'm super pumped about that but let's let's get you going on on your team here yeah, let's. Uh, this is a, this is what I've really been waiting for. So um, <laughs> the uh, you know I you know I started out as a you know a Horner Park uh, rec league coach, and uh, for those that don't know, that's on the north side of Chicago, and it uh, harbors some of the best uh, talent in the city of Chicago in terms of uh, youth baseball players, and you know there's a really good eight U team at the time. Um, and I was sitting there coaching T-ball, and I just, I just saw the development and the difference between a six-year-old T-ball player and um, and an eight-u player, let alone you know some of the older kids that were playing at the park. And uh, so I started as you know the the overexcited parent, and then uh, the next year I ended up uh, you know throwing my hat in the ring as a coach and. Uh, I just love seeing these, the kids develop and, uh, you know, I started looking around and I was like, well, I got him, 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 him. I might have <laughs> enough for a travel team here. And, uh, the re start the recruiting process <laughs> and start the recruiting process. And, um, you know, I got a call from, uh, uh, the head of Minoso at the time. He's like, there's another team that wants to, uh, you know, come and merge in you might taking a look at some of the kids and it ended up being uh you know somebody that i already knew that had coached my uh, son earlier name is andre and we're still uh you know partners to this day and uh we ended up 
having 14 kids at our tryout and we took all 14. Uh, it was uh, sort of, <laughs> yep. Uh, so, so that's kind of, you know, so kind of the underdog story and just kind of misfits of just people looking for a home. And, uh, it started out really rough. Uh, not going to lie. Uh, we, uh, it COVID hit and, uh, you know, we couldn't find practice anywhere. We couldn't find tournaments anywhere. And uh, all of a sudden, we're just like Iowa and Indiana are having tournaments. So we we just started going to Iowa, and they wouldn't have eight U eight U teams in there. So we'd play up at nine U and get our butts uh, butts spanked. <laughs> and uh, and and then things started to normalize. Uh, you know, back here in Chicago, we just kept practicing, we just kept working, and uh, you know, I think you know, kind of the the big peak for us uh, that year uh was major state and uh you know we ended up uh playing all the way through uh to the finals and we lost to springfield four to three and just an epic amazing game uh you know against nick nell and his crew uh you know we know how great of a program they are and uh losing four to three uh we knew we belonged at that point. That was kind of a validation of, okay, you know, we're, we're, we're the real deal too. And, uh, uh, since COVID kind of pushed that season out a little bit further, um, we still hadn't won a tournament at this point. Uh, and then we took a bad loss, uh, in a bracket at our next tournament. Uh, and then, and, and then we got going, uh, we started, started winning our tournaments and we played all the way, uh, you know, through late, uh, late October. And then I started, uh, you know, playing up in age group with, uh, you know, some other kids that, you know, kind of didn't get at that full season either. And, uh, and then we started dominating some tournaments and then, uh, last year hit and we just, uh, we just hit, hit the ground running and, you know, 40, 40 hours plus oh a week working 30 hours plus a week, uh, coaching <laughs> before you get to the weekend, no. <laughs> and then, yeah. and, uh, you know, fr Friday from 3 PM until hopefully Sunday at, uh, you know, eight or 9 PM. And, uh, I've, I've been, been in love for the last two years with, uh, with the game, with the kids watching them develop. It's just been, it's just been magnificent. No, that's, that's awesome. You know, and, and, and I'm biased, you know, being a, a 10U coach myself along with you, you know, I love talking 10U baseball. And I, I personally think that, I, that the 10U baseball in the Midwest is some of the deepest teams and some of the, the, the deepest age group as far as teams go. But when you look at Illinois, I mean, you look at the top of your bracket there at your age group with, you know, Upper Deck and Naperville and, and top tier Springfield now, you know, <laughs> you're going up against some really great teams almost every single weekend. And and that's not even talking about you guys going down to TBS and, and all the out of state stuff that you're doing as well. Yeah. I personally, again, feel that the 10 U division is one of the deepest divisions within the Midwest. How do you feel about that? First and foremost, as far as it, you guys travel a lot, you see a lot of out of state, teams and, and and you go to a lot of out-of-state tournaments how but but more importantly since you're in illinois what do you think about the talent level in illinois especially at the top yeah so um i've, I've said this a bunch um and i you know i feel it sincerely is you know naperville with lee and nate's uh nate's team they are incredible they i mean they can <laughs> hit the snot out of the ball one through eleven they got uh, they got a great ace, uh, you know, on Sunday that, you know, uh, we're going to face every time that we see them. They're never an easy game. Uh, oddly enough, um, they have skunked us and we have skunked them. And then we played them super close and won, and they played us super close and won. We have a, we've gone three and three against each other. You never know how that game's gonna go when uh, when the Renegades uh, you know come into town or you uh, you show up out in Naperville on a on a Wednesday just to get a high quality game in. Uh, you know, I've only had um, I've only had the you know the honor of playing Nick Nell and uh, you know uh, the Springfield team once. Uh, like I've been I mentioned earlier, um, I I have. 
uh, traveled with Nick uh, when, uh, and that's something we could probably get into later uh, with, uh, you know, team Illinois, we traveled down to Houston to a perfect game. He's an incredible, uh, he's a credible baseball mind, probably uh, one of the smartest baseball minds I've ever come across. We see the game, uh, you know, very similarly, which I can appreciate. And um, uh, they are never a team I want to face. They have, they have good pitching. They have good catching. Uh, probably the most fundamentally sound defensive team uh, that I've come across uh, at our age group, uh, uh, even at uh, you know the eight eight U uh, in June. Um, they were they were just making amazing plays in the outfield and a really really good team. Uh, Pete lost an upper deck. That's always going to be a problem. Uh, he's got two or three pitchers uh, that can give you trouble. Uh, his ace, uh, you know, has a really fast tempo and he pumps and uh, they can hit the ball. And, you know, defensively, Pete's right up there. You know, uh, uh, he's got a kid, Logan Lawler, that's just got a beautiful glove. Uh, you know, his son, Greg, has a great glove, a uh, couple big sticks, a couple big lefties. Um, they're, they're, they're never easy. They never want to see us. We never want to see them. And we end up seeing each other a whole bunch, especially on uh, Sunday. And, uh, it's usually a, a damn shame that one team's got to lose. Yeah, you know, uh, I I can I can just tell just by the way that you're talking. You you've given shout outs to multiple coaches at this point, and I think that's really important. It's just something that I've noticed just just recently. But it sounds like you have a really good relationship with with a lot of these other coaches, with a lot of these other teams, um, and stuff within your area. Um, and everything. Can, can you talk to that a little bit? I, I, and then you can go back yeah. in and talk about the rest of the Illinois, but I had to stop you yeah. there for a second because it really seems like you have a really positive relationship. And, and I just think that's super important in this game to be able to have those relationships. Yeah. It, I mean, it is so critical. And I think, I, I think the most important reason for it is that our, our, our kids, our athletes feed off of our energy. You know, we leave them out there. And, you know, this is something that Jim and I have talked offline about before is that when coaches have that negative energy towards it, the kids play tight. The kids, the kids don't feel like comfortable. They just, it's just not the best baseball experience that you could have possible. So Something that I've always tried to do is always have as many good relationships with as many coaches as possible. I talk to them all throughout the offseason. We talk about tournaments together. Uh, we play together, uh, which is even something even better uh, that brings us tighter when you're traveling to Houston or uh, you're traveling to Peoria and you get to know people on a little bit more of a human level, except in between the lines. We get, you know, we get onto the field. And, you know, it's just as intense, if not more intense than any other coaches that we may go against. But at the end of the day, we realize that, you know, this is this is 9U, this is 10U baseball. This isn't the end of the world. There's a longer game to this. You know, we want these kids playing together and, you know, pushing, pushing each other and playing with each other because, you know, if you look up and you take the four best kids from Springfield and uh, Naperville and our team and Upper Deck, you know, and then drill it down to 12 kids – that's a pretty good baseball team that, uh, that that could do a lot of work nationally and just not regionally. And that's something that I always saw. And, um, you know, it, it just it just feels more comfortable for me to sit there and have a beautiful chat, you know, at the at the mound for 15 minutes and shoot the breeze with the coach rather than, uh, you know, giving him the stink guy and, you know, puffing out your chest or doing whatever, you know, some of the, you know, some of the hard asses like, uh, like the coach and Hey, and to each his own. But like, for me, I, uh, I always try to make a relationship and keep that relationship. Yeah, and that, and that brings me to my next question. But before I ask that question, you know, shout out to you, Patrick, and, and you, Andrew. You guys are at that 10U level. You guys are both kind of on the same page. It's all about the relationships, and you guys are close with, with these other top coaches. And to me, like like you said, Andrew, that's cool. That's that's awesome. That's what it's all about. You guys are setting the example. You're showing the kids how the game should be played. You're showing parents. You're showing other coaches how it should be. Um, that, that That's cool, and that's what travel baseball needs more of. So shout out to you guys for that. That's, again, 
that's what that's what we need more of and and that's what these kids need um and like you said you you get to be able to combine these kids for different showcase type of teams and everything and that's what it's all about and 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 building these relationships and you know don't get me wrong we all love playing with our teams that's why we're on these teams but um you know you see these kids every day for four or five months in a row sometimes you want to go and play with another kid for a weekend and um another coach or whatever and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that but because of those relationships that you guys are building you, you allow these kids to be in those situations so you're allowing to open your doors so shout out to you guys for that i think it's really cool i think we need more of that and it kind of transitions into my next question here um you know I, and, and patrick we got a good relationship here so um i, I gotta i want to ask you this question because i know you'll shoot it to me straight is you know, I want to talk about trophy ch chasing. People mention trophy chasing um, and, and, and that. And I want, to get, I want to talk about the truth about trophy chasing. You know, you, you talked about you bringing a showcase team down to Houston, you know, combining with some Naperville kids, some Upper Deck kids, um, some of your guys, uh, some uh, top-tier uh, Springfield and everything. And that's cool. That's what it's all about, man. You're, you're not going down there to bring a trophy back to your trophy case. Um, this isn't about you. It's, a, it's about the kids. Um, so, you know, what, what's your opinion on trophy chasing versus, is, you know, building an experience for these kids. Yeah, and, and you covered a lot of it in the question. Um, and what, trophy chasing is a cheap social media dig at coaches that, for the most part, don't get paid. Uh, it's, it's throwing shade at the coaches that win more. It's like, what could we call them? Oh, let, let's call them a trophy chaser. And it's just like... I think it's kind of cheap, um, and, and and the reason being is this: is we all want to win. Uh, you know, the whole the whole status of even entering your athlete uh, into travel baseball is kind of an ego thing, just to begin with. Just on on, on if you're calling it, you know, you calling it like it is, you're saying uh, my kid is too good for the local area. I need to push him and play with the best kids in the local area and then go play kids, not from our area, right? The best. So I think my kids part of being the best and we want to go find other kids that are the best. And, um, unfortunately what's happened is that, um, the travel baseball community has gotten somewhat diluted um, in, in terms of competition, you know, when I was growing up, a travel baseball team was the 12 best kids from a city. Now you could have four different teams out of one park in a suburb that has 70,000, uh, that has 70,000 kids. So, so what's happening is, you know, people believe that uh, a major team like an upper deck or, you know, a Springfield or Naperville will show up at a tournament and they'll 17, one, 18, three and 11, two. Uh, oh, you're, you're, you're just trophy chasing, beating up that they, they just play, they, you know, play the, you know, the cards that were dealt in that scenario. They're not out there looking for the 17, three game. I can assure you that. But the problem is, is that the dilution has occurred to where the, there's too many teams that aren't um, aren't necessarily capable of playing in a lot of these tournaments. The coaches don't do their homework that uh, is required to appropriately put your team, if they are a little bit lower tier, into a double A tournament um, and stay away from teams um, that are you know a little bit more uh, known for having major type talent inside of there. So. So then a parent frustrated because their kid's losing 17 to three, you know, oh, you trophy chasing, you're sandbagging, you're doing that, this, that, and the other. I assure you that's not the case. Um, what the bottom line is, is all of the major coaches that I talk to nonstop, we are desperately trying to find meaningful games. And I've said this a million times, I would rather lose four to three than win 18 to one, because I know we just played great baseball. And it was meaningful for the kids, even though it didn't end up in a result that we wanted. It's still um, it's still some somewhere um, something that the kids can learn from and that, that we could build upon. OK, what did we do wrong that caused that difference in that one run game as opposed to, you know, walking and being up 12 nothing, uh, you know, inside the first inning? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more on multiple points that you just made. First of all, to all you coaches out there, know your team. 
put them in the tournaments that they need to be in. It's no fun for a majors team to go and beat up on a single A team just as much as it's not fun for you guys to get beat up by a majors team. It's just not the same. Point number two that that you made that I 100% agree on is is that (laughs) trust us when we tell you that if we see you in a tournament, we're likely not throwing our best kids at you if you're a single A team. We're, we're probably going to be throwing one of our lower kids. We don't want to win 17 to 3. I'd much rather lose 4 to 3 against a quality opponent. But the other aspect of this is, is that at the end of the day, man, they're 9 and 10 years old and they do want to win a trophy. And, and, and they do want to win a ring, and they like to display that stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that, and it's not trophy chasing. Sometimes even a majors team needs a confidence booster for them so that they can go on and they can compete against some of the other best teams out there, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, just, (laughs) again, research the tournaments that you're going into research the teams that are going to be in there you you hit the nail on the head yeah and one of the mistakes that actually that i made last year was uh you know we were we were pressing you know uh a lot of -of out-of-state tournaments uh almost every single weekend and you know when the really hardcore part of the season came we already had a you know 11 tournaments underneath our belt i was exhausted um, our coaching staff was exhausted. Our parents were exhausted. These kids, you know, they 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 were beat up. They were, you know, they they were going every single weekend. And you know, we're talking Indiana, Ohio, Iowa. We were traveling, you know, big miles, big, uh, you know, long hotel stays. Um, you know, fortunately, we started out the season incredibly hot, and so we 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 would all get in there on Friday afternoon, and we're driving home from Iowa City at you know 8 30 at night and then you know taking the taking monday off practicing tuesday practicing thursday back on the road now we're in uh in indianapolis for friday like that that was what we lived for you know 16 weeks straight and just like you see it in the in the pros you know we you it's 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 ebbs and flows and uh you know unfortunately you know, we didn't we we didn't perform the way I would have liked our, to see our per- team perform. You know, at the PBR World Series um, and and TBR, but you know, that was on me because um, you know I was pushing to try to find the best competition every single weekend. But this year, I said, hey, you know something? We have a lot of big tournaments that week before. We're gonna we're gonna stay back even if we have to play up in age group, and we're gonna go to Wheeling. We're gonna go to Carroll Stream because I'm not gonna be in Iowa City and then. Um, and then Indianapolis, I'm back. To such back a great – that's that's such a great plan. It, it really is. I think your team's going to really benefit from that. Yeah, I like that too. I, I think that's a experience thing and everything. I think it's important. And, uh, you know, I, I'm glad we had that conversation. I, I think it's it's important to have these tough conversations, and it's good to have it with good people like yourself and hard-hitting questions, and other people want to hear about it too. So um, I appreciate you kind of covering that. I think we're all on the same page there, and it's good to have those conversations. It's important. We all need to hear it, and uh, I, I couldn't agree more with you there. So from now we're gonna hop into our, our our fun our fun stuff. We're gonna have a little our game not here. so hard hitting questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the fun stuff here. Um, they may be hard. Who knows? But we're gonna hit you with some questions here, some random questions. We do this with all our guys. We have a little fun here, and uh, you just give us your quick answer. But uh, yeah, let's do this. Hop into some questions here. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna start you off with an easy one here. Uh, favorite baseball player of all time. Favorite baseball player of all time. Um, I'm probably going to go with Greg Maddox. Okay. Uh, right. The way <laughs> the way he could command a strike zone and control a baseball game, uh, you know, throwing uh, 89 mile an hour fastball slash sinker, uh, the way he basically was mentally superior to the person uh, that was looking to, you know, knock the crap out of the ball. He was, he, he was just such, such a treat to watch. Um, I was, I remember when I was 13 years old being devastated that, uh, 
you know, we had let them lo- uh, lost them to the Atlanta Braves. And, uh, you know, I was just glad that he was able to uh, get a ring for them and then end up coming, come, you know, coming back. Uh, you know, some everybody's seen those memes about Greg St- uh, Greg Maddox and only having like 149 3-0 counts in his entire career out of yeah. like 25,000. And uh, but you know, a lot of people don't know that he won 15 games 17 years in a row, and that that level of consistency and dominance is really you know uh, without throwing just gas is 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 just something that I thought was really special. Just a yeah. magician. Magi- <laughs> yeah. Just uh, yeah, he had the right mindset. But I like that answer. It's different. It's not traditional. So I like that one. Um, second question is a little tougher here. Now we get into the good stuff here. Um, so if you had to coach your baseball games with your shoes tied together, but no one knows they're tied together, would you still be a coach? I I would have to do that every game. Yeah, they're tied together, but no one knows they're tied together. So you're oh, out there walking funky and yeah, you're tripping over yeah. yourself. <laughs> oh, so any, anybody that anybody that's seen me coach a baseball game has seen that I pace like a absolute psychopath, um, nonstop for two days straight. I uh, I always look at my uh, you know stepometer or whatever they, those things are called inside of my my phone. And uh, I think one tournament I was at 68,000 steps. So asking me to do something 68,000 68, times awkwardly, I, uh, I may have to hang them up. You're just like me, my man. I'm, I'm constantly pacing. Yeah, I, I, my wife says that baseball is the best exercise for me, and I'm not even playing. So I'm, I'm with yeah. you on that. <laughs> All right, so so I got one. I got a couple for you here. You're you're into the baseball card stuff. You're into these these new cards with your new uh, your new product that you're coming out with. What is your favorite baseball card of all time? My favorite baseball card of all time. Oof. Um, I. I got to go probably with the Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card uh, upper deck just because that was at the peak of our generation's cards. And that was the that was the moment uh, that, you know, really catapulted just a beautiful career in Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, that's I. Yeah, that's a hard one to um, to. <laughs> to 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 not have there so all right um let's see here couple more for you here um okay favorite baseball player in the 80s non-pitcher favorite baseball player 80s non-baseball or non non-pitcher okay um I'm probably going to be a little bit of a homer in this answer, uh, but I'm probably going to go Andre Dawson and his five tools. Um, uh, Hit for power. um, You know, 87 MVP, I think uh, 49 home runs. And uh, I just love the way he played the game. And I love that he just had an absolute cannon for an arm. That's all right. I like it. I like that one a lot. I like that one a lot. All right. Is it bad luck? If if your players – is it bad luck, first and foremost, if your players step on the white line? And if your your players step on the white foul line, what's the punishment for doing such a crime? Our, our kids have enough stuff running through their heads <laughs> that – the last thing I'm going to do is introduce them to superstitions that are going to um, take them even further from the the calm state that they need to be in to be playing premier travel baseball. So what you're telling me is you allow them to change their socks in between, yeah, I, you know, every every other day. <laughs> yeah. It, interestingly enough, um, I, however, have a lucky pair of socks um, that I uh, that I'll wear on Sundays for big games. They're uh, they're pink and purple uh, horizontal stripe that are 
that match nothing. And uh, <laughs> I've just, I've, I've gone with those for about two years now. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Two more um, favorite baseball movie of all time. Favorite baseball movie <laughs> all time. Um, I think I got to go with major league. Uh, it's which a, one? Uh, <laughs> number one. Uh, there's just, <laughs> It, it was just so 80s and so perfect and yep. just and just brought everything together hysterically and um you know i just thought it was it, it was ahead of its time comedically and it's actually a pretty um and you know it's a pretty good story deep down inside so it still gives you that uh emotion of like a let's say like a natural type deal yep. but mm-hmm. it, uh you know but it still uh entertains you in a different form uh with comedy that's awesome i'm i i my personal goal is to get my dugout to be able to do the dugout stomping that they do in in okay. major league that's <laughs> I'm, I'm that's my personal goal is at some mm-hmm. point my dugout's gonna do that <laughs> yeah i'm you know we're you know we're at ten. I'm I'm hoping that at least at the very least we start getting some uh, some pretty uh, tasty handshakes going on here in this season, uh, where the kids really start to get creative and they're just nicely executed. Heck yeah, heck yeah. All right, last question, last fun question. Anyways, if you were a baseball mom, what would be your drink of choice? What would be my drink of choice? Oh goodness! Well, um, I I don't drink, <laughs> um, so uh, I would probably say um, a uh, twelve pack of uh, Fresca cans of chilled on ice would be my uh, would be my drink of choice uh, for. Um, for the most lame answer that you probably will receive, uh, you know, over this entire season. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. I thought, I thought we were going to get a white claw or something like that in there, but you went Fresca and that is, that is the complete opposite of what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. That's, that's, that's totally lame, but, uh, I'm getting, uh, and honestly, I'm getting old, and I just can't do I, I can't do the hangover thing anymore. And it's just... I get neck pains nowadays <laughs> if I drink too much. Like my neck starts hurting. Like, man, what just happened to me? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's awesome. All right. So we ask we ask all of our guests this question here. Um, you know what's What's one moment that you'll always remember when it comes to travel baseball or any baseball? But what's what's that one moment that just, you know, NCAA tournament, one shining moment that's always going to be sticking out to you? Uh, okay, I, 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 I like this question a whole, a, a whole bunch. Um, and I'm actually going to bring it to a loss and not to a win. Okay, uh, I like that. Yeah, so we were um, we were at the Super Select playing up last year, and uh, we just were, you know, uh, we lost our first game, um, and then rattled off I think three or four more uh, just to get into the gold bracket for Sunday, and of course on the other side we have uh, OCBC French, <laughs> you know, waiting <laughs> for us, and. Um, which, by the way, is a, just a fantastic team. So well coached. Uh, yeah. I mean, just could hit top to bottom. The kids were so classy. The the coaches were great. The parents were great. Uh, it was just a really amazing game, start to finish. We went we went up on them early, um, and then they just they just came back and just uh, just nibbled off, nibbled off, nibbled off. And, uh, we actually ended up in, uh, extra innings, uh, and lost, um, lost a heartbreaker. Uh, um, uh, I brought in, uh, you know, our closer and the kid was just, uh, a kid was just a lefty bat was just laid on it perfectly. And it just, uh, went right down the, uh, right down the left field line and, uh, you know, just had that spin that went away and, 
Uh, you know, the runs came in and, uh, you know, that was the ball game, but it was, it was such an incredible baseball game. It was such an incredible tournament, uh, just to make it to the gold bracket. You know, I, I was so proud of our kids and that was, that, that was just a really special moment. And, you know, I have, and I have no shame. And then I, uh, um, I speak the truth when I say I would rather lose a uh, a close ball game than win a eighteen to three ball game, and I think that answer is kind of a testament to it because it was it was probably uh, you know to this day still the best ball game that I've been a part of uh, as a coach. That's that's awesome, and, and again, you don't hear that very often as uh, uh, talking about a loss being your <laughs> favorite moment, you know, and one that you kind of will always remember. And and you're right, it is a testament of. You know, and and I think this is a good message for all the teams out there, all the kids out there. Um, it's okay to lose, and it's okay. It, we're not going to love you any less. We're we're not going to support you. We're not going to we're not going to we're not going to support you or, or believe in you any less than than if you win a game four to three, eighteen to two. It, it's the same same love if you lose as if you win. So I, I love that answer. Um, I, I think that that's, that's really good. And, and Pat, it, it's, it's been fun having you on the show, um, show today. You know, I, we really appreciate you coming on. Oh, I thank you for having me. Um, you know, love talking about our new product. Um, you know, we, you know, the sky's the limit for it. Uh, bringing all of this baseball into the metaverse and hopefully centralizing it. And then just, you know, most importantly, just watching these kids develop and watching these kids, uh, watching these kids grow up, um, is going to be something that's, uh, you know, so special. And, you know, you know, I have one son, uh, I only have one child actually. So, um, you know, just having, having that moment, uh, is, is really special that we get to, to share with one another and, you know, every baseball season comes around. It's, it's something that, uh, uh, there's nothing else like it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And again, you know, for anybody that, uh, is interested and, and quite frankly, if you're listening to this show, you should be interested, go check out beastment.com or beastment. Correct. Is that that how perfect? Yeah. Perfect.com is the the process of creating a NFT. That's a minting process. So that's where, you know, the name uh, is derived from. So beastmint.com. Perfect. Go check them out. Get your, get your cards and everything. And, uh, and Pat, again, thank you for coming on and, and for everybody out there, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you a little bit later. Thanks guys. All right. Thanks a lot, Andrew.